Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, lovers, and welcome back to another episode of the Phone Box Podcast with me, Emma Conway. Hope you're all well. Hope you're having a lovely, lovely week. Don't forget to, whatever you're doing now, stop, take a photo. I don't know. I mean, preferably not if you're in the shower. But I'm not adverse to that. And send it to me on social media so I can see where you are listening to this episode of the podcast, which today stars Daisy Upton, also known as Five Minute Mum across social media. And one of her, on her many, many Sunday Times best-selling books where she helps parents with children do all sorts of things like activities at home, getting them ready for school, all that good hard stuff that us parents have to do. So Daisy is on this week's episode and we chat all sorts of things. We talk about Blur versus Oasis, we talk about the concept of ladettes, we talk about the year I pretended to like The Cure, when really we all knew I loved to take that. So I hope you enjoy Daisy's episode. Now, make sure you come back at the end because I had to do a few fact checks. I had to Google because there was a couple of things coming up in this episode. And I know you lot would be shouting at me at home going, Emma, you should know that. So I did a fact check. I'll come back. I don't want to make the same mistake as I did in the Man vs. Baby episode where we couldn't remember um, the name for Paul Robinson, a.k.a. Stephen Dennis, a.k.a. Lola Megafield. If you've not listened to that, that will make no sense. How about after this episode, go back and listen to that episode. Right, here's Daisy and I'll see you at the end for a little chat. Hello Daisy and welcome to the Phone Box podcast. I always ask this as the first question and I preempted for you to work it out. What year was it when you were 14? Math is not my strong point, but I've worked out that it was 1998. 1998. So are we talking Spice Girls era? Are we t- is it coming to the end of Take That or Take That Split Up? I think Take That had split up by then. And we were we were into kind of Gary Barlow Strange Zone and Robbie Williams kind of... Did you say Gary Barlow Strange Zone? Uh... He went into that strange zone where everyone was like, what's he doing? We all thought he was going to be the big one and then Robbie's coming from the outside lane. 
<laughs> but in my heart, Gary Barlow is all the big oh, one. Um, where were you? Where are you going to be phoning from? What phone box would you have been phoning from? Where were you? In my hometown in Sussex and uh, yeah, living with mum and dad. So up the road from us. Oh, do you have any siblings? I've got a younger brother, two years younger than me, yeah. So what kind of school did you go to? I just went to a very normal comprehensive school, yeah, where we had the uniform of just, oh, do you know what? I'm, I'm nearly wearing it today. That's really cool. <laughs> it was like a, a bright blue sweatshirt and a bright blue polo shirt, and you could wear any black trousers you wanted and any black shoes and I took full advantage of that and had some black flared cords <laughs> do you know what that's very modern black trousers in the 1990s yeah not on my school we had to wear um skirts that used to roll up really 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 high so you'd have a big band around your stomach and then it'd be like a mini skirt where were you in the hierarchy of the school were you cool were you a geek or as, as, as a mum's mum says a boffin which is a very 1990s <laughs> word that is I haven't heard that <laughs> yeah, in years said. Said. she said I was a boffin I was like what you were going on a time machine where were you do you know what though I have seen pictures of her from, from that age with her lovely big glasses the Jabala glasses and I and I think that fits the it fits it really nicely. Yeah. Um, I was kind of there. I was, I would, I, I was in this weird middle ground because I liked sport and I was quite good at sport. So I like occasionally hung out with the sporty kids who were like a bit more in the hierarchy of so the cool kids. So they sort of knew me, but I definitely wasn't in there with them. But when they wanted someone to do sport, I was. Yeah. But in the normal, normally I was just hanging out with my mates and we were in this kind of very low key, quiet, all did our schoolwork pretty geeky you know cracked on with things boffins. with the boffins <laughs> and happily so like the best people were the boffins as far as I'm concerned and still are oh that sounds very nice what was your bedroom like I think a bedroom gives a good insight did you have posters Sarah had inflatables I had an inflatable chair yep I definitely had an inflatable yeah chair. I'm, I inflatables must have passed me by because I had not one inflatable thing in my Bedroom. I had lots of posters. What kind of stuff was in your room? So I remember my first ever post posters was I had a um, middle page of a Smash Hits magazine with Ronan Keating holding a silk red heart, covering it, and I had that on one covered wall. Nice. And then the other, I had some very. Early, my dad worked with computers, so he had we had a computer and a printer quite early on, and I had yeah. printed off some Leonardo DiCaprio pictures, <laughs> like very grainy, Ooh. fuzzy pictures. What kind of? Were we are we talking Titanic? No, I think this was like Romeo and Juliet. So before. Oh, Romeo! Oh, yeah. God, that film. My room was. I had this thing where I wanted three shades of purple <laughs> oh oh nice relaxing so one wall was like a lilac one's like a indigo <laughs> and one's like you know and then my carpet was like a blue Ooh. oh my god my mum must have been like what is she doing and then I had all like a bit similar to this bed like lots of black ex- sort of accessories that were like you know lots of candles with like swirly bits yeah oh sophisticated I felt like I, I was yeah, I think that sounds quite well. Do you still fancy Leonardo DiCaprio and Ronan Keating today? Um, Ronan Keating, no. I, I went out of that phase very quickly. I think, yeah, I don't know why. I think he's a handsome man. I, I think as an older man, he's very handsome. I like it. I watch the one show yeah. sometimes he's on it. I think he's a yeah. very nice man. Ronan, if you're listening. Ronan, if you're listening. We love you. I do still, I, and I went to a boys' own concert. But yeah, it wasn't, I moved, I kind of like moved as I got older. I definitely changed 
and like I like sports I got into like lots of sports players and stuff but I still have a real soft spot for Leonardo DiCaprio like I saw him in Wolf of Wall Street and I was like even though the character is so vile I still was a bit like but look at him yeah 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 he he's still got however I find him only going out with women that are 23 to be questionable I mean totally as a person incredibly questionable and one of my friends was like how can you like him if you see he's bizarre what he does and I was like but but just pure looks which is very shallow I'm just talking about and, and you know the kind of only access you have really to him is a is characters in films and Romeo and Juliet though that was uh, oh the soundtrack so good it was Oh, it was just the sad Claire Danes. Did you ever watch My So Called Life? Have you seen that with Claire Danes in? No, I never saw that. Oh, my God. <laughs> People who are listening will have done you out. I think there's only like one season and then it just finished. And it hit her and the love interest was Jared Leto. Oh, really? <gasps> yeah, with floppy hair. It was just so lovely. What kind of music were you into? So I'm, I'm still the same. I have no no cool taste in either whatsoever. I just liked what I liked. So I was still listening to... Kylie Minogue and Jason Donovan in the late 90s when everyone else was like no 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 we've moved on from them and I was still like especially for you in my bedroom oh you're still doing the locomotion (laughs) I absolutely loved it I loved Mariah Carey I had her music box cassette and I used to just play it on full volume and mum would be like can you turn off that screaming woman banging on my door (laughs) my head brushed Mariah I love it (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry to everybody listening. Listen your ears and mute immediately. What's your favourite Mariah track? I'm trying to think. Get get it, get her, get her on top of the pops. Actually, top of the pops isn't on anymore. That's that finished. I don't know. Twenty five. Top of the pops. though. did you used to watch that? I used to watch a little bit of top of the pops sometimes. I can remember vividly my granddad shouting at the TV when I was watching it once because. Um, <gasps> Liam Gallagher was singing on it and he said he's not singing he's just he's singing out his nose it's stupid and he was like turn that off turn that rubbish off and I was like and you were like it's if you had to choose between Blur and Oasis who would you have gone for I think I need to have this as a permanent question Oasis Blur or Oasis which one were you Oasis Oasis what's the story morning glory my mum and dad love the album they used to play it a lot on the weekends I remember I feel I can't really remember I feel at the time I might have bought was it country house it was up against yeah uh, was it was it it, I can't remember now was it roll with it versus country house yeah I don't know which Oasis (sighs) song it was but yeah but I think I went with Blur because I like Damon album but I think now with hindsight Oasis all day every day (laughs) But I think I was just, because he was a very pretty boy, wasn't he, Damon? He was, yeah. He was an absolute dreamboat. Talking of dreamboats, could you reveal, you don't have to give names. I want to hear about your first kiss. This is something I am obsessed with. <laughs> uh, so my first kiss, I was probably about 14, actually, when you say, so you're talking like 98. And my friend's parents went away and she threw a house party like we do and yeah. I remember somebody put hooch in the fish tank and all the fish died it was a big thing but that night one of the boys I really liked said oh do you want to go and sit on sit out on the step for a bit and we went to sit on the step and then we had a little kiss and I was like and um, but nothing came of it and I was really sad because I was thinking kind of oh. thought this was the start of something that was, that was it like you were a, Romeo and Juliet no it was a like thing but it never it never came to anything so 
I was a bit like mm, sort of sitting at home waiting for the phone to ring. I think he rang me once and said, did I want to go hang out here? And I was like, <gasps> and I, I think at the time I'd been asked out on a, on like a proper date by another boy. And, um, and my mum, my mum, my mum my my saying, well, you should go with the one you said yes to first. And I was like, I don't, I don't like him as much though. I want to go with you. <laughs> and I just sort of ditched him and the other guy. I, 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 I did that. I, I, yeah, I, I've done that. You're so flippant with your people's feelings when you're young, aren't you? You just, I remember like being with one boy, but then, oh, I actually prefer that boy better. Like yeah. virtually within the space of an hour, you just kind of swap around. But also you just, I know it sounds really brutal. You just didn't care, did you? There was no like worrying. And you're kind of hedging your bets yes. all the time, aren't you? Because you're like, oh, which one, which, who will have me? But also I quite, here's my like wish list. But then who's, who's the actual reality of the people that will actually like me? Did you have a boy that you had? Because I had a boy I had an ultimate crush on for years. And I mean, nothing, I don't think I even had a conversation with him because I went to a girl's school. He was at the boys' school and I used to just pass him. Um, if anybody's listening from Birmingham, there's a place called Pigeon Park which is gravestones, really classy, gravestones. And all the boys would hang out around the gravestones. And I used to just walk past and I'd be like, <gasps> and you know what? Um, he's actually gay now. So with with hindsight, um, perhaps I would never stood a chance. But yeah, did you have a boy like that? Chance. No, I had, a, I had a big crush, yeah. I had a guy that I really liked for years. And I remember going on a German exchange trip. So we were on the coach and I was thinking, this is my chance because I've got yes. like loads of time to sort of pass and passing notes on the on the coach and stuff like that. And he was just like, never, never in a million years. And I was really like oh, heartbroken. So, um, um, I think he says like really mean, like, have you seen, have you looked in the mirror or something <gasps> like that to me? And I was like, <laughs> really heartbroken. But years later, I was in a nightclub and yeah. he all of a sudden took an interest in me and came up to me and all night we were dancing and stuff and we had a bit of a kiss. And at the end of the night, I like led him out as if I was going to go with him. And I went in to kiss him as if to like, yeah. and, and then I was like, have you seen yourself in the mirror? Never again. And walked off. <laughs> and he was stood there going, what, what, what? And I just, I just walked off and I never spoke to him again. <laughs> that is a plot from home and away. You are not telling me that that is, that is a neighbor's plot. That is you. Te- <laughs> but he did, I mean, remember it so he was just like what is that strange girl talking about because there's no way that would be in his memory but obviously it was like it burned into mine and I just kind of like led him on a little bit and then was like see you later um and went and I went and got a kebab and I went home and you went to bed feeling like a triumphant you were like I am Kylie Minogue and I just said do you know what? I absolutely love that. But the thing I was very grateful that there was no social media. Oh, so grateful. Because when you used to split up with people, you'd just move on to one of their mates or something. <laughs> you'd just be like, right, I'm now going out with your mate. And you wouldn't have to see them tagging in places with so-and-so. You wouldn't have to see selfies on Instagram. You literally were just like, on to the next one. Um, I'm very thankful for that because I don't think my little heart could have coped with it. And I find I really feel a bit sad for teenagers now because I think in that time you're sort of figuring yourself out and you're trying on all these different things. You're trying on all these looks. I had lots of different outfits yeah. that now I would cringe at and try. And you're trying on people, aren't you? And styles and like who who do I who are my people? Who's my crowd? And and when you're making the mistakes, it would be so difficult to have them all recorded forever. And I'm just yeah, I'm so grateful that I didn't have those recorded and that I could just kind of do them and figure it all out and and do it 
yeah, all behind closed doors, really, and especially some of the outfits. Uh, I need to know about your. I want to hear your what, like your absolute worst fashion faux pas that you still think about it today, and you're like, ooh. I went through a phase of like trying, like I say, and trying phases. I went through a phase of like baggy, you know, very yeah. baggy jeans, sort of like Avril Lavigne style like thing and I think it was because I liked some boys at the time who were really into like skateboarding and wearing the you know the ball bearing chains and the baggy t-shirts so I went through a phase where I made traipsed my mum around to these shops that were out in the middle of nowhere to get like these really baggy trousers and and obviously like you know kind of like a little bit of the goth kind of feel to it I'm a ginger so it just looks so weird (laughs) Avril was a bit ginger, was she not? She was a bit ginger, but I was like bright orange hair, you know, and it just, it didn't fit me, but I was trying it on and I had, you know, all the necklaces and the black t-shirts and stuff. And, and I look back now, I think like uh, millennium, new year, 2000, it was around then. And like, there's a picture of me, like, yeah, with like full on black eyeliner and that. (laughs) like grungy look and I was like oh god you were like happy 2000s <laughs> I remember wearing a cure t-shirt I, I went into Sutton HMV and I bought a cure t-shirt I didn't I knew Friday I'm in love I didn't, I didn't know one single solid I just love take that but I thought if I wore a cure t-shirt with some flowery clots and Doc Martens shorts the boys are gonna love it. I mean they didn't love it but you do I did pretend for a while that I was like really into this kind of like yeah I love pot willy itself and I love all this kind of yeah I think you all do that because you're like you're working it out aren't you you're thinking well maybe maybe I am that person so I'll put on the cure t-shirt and then maybe I'll listen to an album and get into it you never know and then you realize that you're not yeah I did did you ever do that it's I don't know if it had gone by the time you were my age then. Did you remember when you used to order tapes through the post? I don't remember doing that. No, I went to Woolworths to get my tapes. Yeah, you'd have like a little brochure and you could all, you could tick like five tapes and they'd come in the post. And I think you can send that. I remember once getting like Nirvana, The Cure, uh, you know, all the ones and listen to it and go, no, it's where's that? Where's Let's Get Ready to Rumble? I don't, this, this is, this is not my cup of tea. I- Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I went through an intense reggae period because somebody bought oh. me a double a double cassette of reggae songs. And at one point on my cassette fair, that was like, I had like four cassettes and that was one of them. So I just used to listen to it's it. So reggae. sometimes now there'll be like a really old reggae song will come oh. on and I'm like, oh, I know this song. <laughs> it's like Buff Along. Oh, yeah, I used to love it. I used to listen to it all the time. But yeah, I think it was, it must, it maybe it'd come free with something else or, yeah. or um, somebody had bought it for me for Christmas or something. And I, 
I just used to think it was great and listen to it. So yeah, because sometimes in the days you get like free with newspapers or free with magazines, you get like little the tapes that were in like the cardboard, and you get like little yeah, you put them on all, all CDs. I've still got some CD. I don't even have a CD player, but I just can't. It's like <laughs> when you hear a song, isn't it? From and it comes on, and you're just like instantly like transported yeah like two princes you know uh, if you want to buy me flowers oh. I'm like yeah. <laughs> I know that. I was whizzed all the way back back in time it's just so oh it's just such a funny old time isn't it because there's so many lows but also so many lovely little high bits as well what was your kind of have you got anything that was a real success story from when you were a teenager I love my sport so I was just dead into doing stuff that anything that was to do with sport for me was a really big deal. So that was where I put everything else to one side. I didn't care what anyone thought of me. I didn't, I just wanted to be good at at what I was doing. And I loved going to, I saw I played netball and I did athletics to quite a high level. And I used to really enjoy that because that was where I felt like I was actually myself. This is who I am. And when I was hanging out with boys in that situation I felt like I had the confidence to say what I thought and what I felt because I knew what I was talking about and I'd grown up in a sport my my dad's a football coach my mum was a PE teacher I grew up in a sporty family and I knew what I was talking about so for me that was always when I made the county netball team and then I got made captain as a teenager that was really crucial in my formative years to like you can put your mind to something and do it. And there'd been a period of time I was, I grew really tall really suddenly when I was a teenager. So I went from being relatively sort of average height, smallish to like one of the tallest. And because I did that, I was very like spaghetti, tall and skinny, but not very strong, which isn't very good for a sport like netball. And I trialed for the County and they said to me, you're not, you're not strong enough to take, to take on this level. And I was like heartbroken and I went home and I was like, right, that's it. I'm going to get really physically strong. So I started playing more and training more and doing stuff to make my body stronger. And then I went back and they asked me to come, come and play. And they said, oh, we feel like you're ready for it now and and pulled me back into the team. And then I got made captain. So for me, that kind of journey was like a really important time. And it also made me, I think what was quite good about sport was it made me less bothered about how my body looked to other people because I just wanted it to be the best it physically could yeah. to achieve this thing I wanted to achieve so I've got massive feet I've got a size eight nine feet um which would a nightmare for getting heels or boots I used to squish my feet into yeah. heels on a night out and be in agony size five like that do, 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 do. yeah but I didn't care because I was like my feet are great for netball because they're really big and I, you know they'll bounce me off up high or whatever it led me on to go to Loughborough University where I did study sports science in the end. So check it was, um... you out your sport. I don't think, I think the only sport I did was maybe running for a bus. <laughs> I don't think I did any <laughs> sport. I don't think, I don't think I did any extra cur- curricular stuff at all, actually, apart from going and sitting outside like Howard Donald's house. <laughs> That's probably why. And this is the thing, <laughs> lots of my best friends didn't either. And they were all sort of baffled by me. Like, you know, I'd go off and do my sport and I'd come back and hang out with them and, and we'd talk about other no I think it's great it's much better than getting on a blooming train and going to Stoke-on-Trent to go and see, <laughs> see if Robbie Williams is in his mum's house which is what I used to do not at all it's a perfectly good use of time he'd come out and tell us to f off yeah no it, it, but I tell you what when we started doing that when I was 14 and my sister was 12 that's the same age as as uh, Erin I would never 
say, if Eric said to me, um, by the way, I'm off to Stoke today to go and set aside a, mom's, a man's house, I'd be like, uh, no, you're not. What are you? We just had a bit more freedom, didn't we? We just kind of, there was no mobile phones. Well, maybe you had mobile phones, did you, perhaps? Um, sort of late teens, yeah, I did. we did. But yeah. um, I remember having to borrow my dad's for years to text friends, like, and, you know, you'd have a certain limit of big characters that you could do so trying trying to get your whole message in or just like or you'd have to wait till after six because then bt gave you an hour free or something so i'd call my mates on we text to say are you free tonight and then but it was only ever like borrowing my dad's phone and one of my friends had a phone um for a long time until yeah probably my late teens i'd say more like 17 i think i was 20 when i got when i was at uni i got my first phone but we me and my sister had to fight over the when it hit six the phones get cheaper wouldn't yeah. it so you'd be like I'm gonna phone so I said no I'm going so you'd be like running and you'd be sat on the stairs like yeah. that and your mum would be going trying to climb over you with the washing to try and get up the stairs again and what did you talk um, about because like I think I was at, hanging out with those people at school all day and then I'd ring my best mate and talk for two hours and what were we talking about hours <laughs> I don't know and also I used to write pen pal letters as well so I'd be doing pen pal letters hours and hours we would I have no idea what I was because I'd I had no gossip or drama. I never had a boyfriend till I was 18. So uh, I was probably just going, have you heard the new, have you heard I found heaven or something like that? But I, hours and hours and hours. And that is something I'm trying to like introduce with um, Erin because now she's 12 at school. I think the temptation is just for them to WhatsApp quite a lot. And I have said, you know, why don't you just like phone up and do a bit more conversation? But I think that's something that's probably a little bit lacking lacking these days are you worried about your kids growing up as teenagers massively I mean I just don't know I was talking to a friend about this actually because I just have no experience of that like um people come sort of ask me for advice on on little kids because that's my training background is the development of children from sort of ages uh one to five and I I feel really secure in that I'm really happy in that environment with those ages and now Ewan's eight he's gonna be nine this year and he's approaching that kind of time where things start to get quite complicated and their little emotions start to become more complex and different and and I'm just sort of totally out of my depth and so some people are saying oh you're gonna write a book for like you know starting secondary school I'm like definitely not no I don't know yeah it is I'll be searching out all the other books of people that actually have information I mean you were a secondary school teacher weren't you so do you feel like you have a bit of an understanding no 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 you'd think I'd be like oh I kind of have a a good understanding of the hormonal Mm kind of ups and downs whether my husband is like completely absolutely baffled yeah um they or it's also things like you spend years wishing them to sleep in late mm. and then and then they start sleeping in late and then you're trying to get them up to go to school <laughs> which is just and it's just like maddening because you I just wish they'd just sleep a few more hours and now it's like trying to get like get yeah. and you're just screaming it, and also they they need you in like a completely different a completely different way they still need you yeah. but it's more like emotional support and obviously you have like friendship issues did you have any friendship issues when you were a teenager because yeah I'm sure I was forever falling out with people yeah I was I mean we were in quite a, a big group of girls at secondary school um that you know, we all got on, but there was, yeah, times when you were closer to one of them or the other one, and then there yeah. would be jealousy. Always like a, did you hear what she said? Did you do, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. It is, friendship is, oh, my dog's growling at the, that she's growling at the angle. Friendship is a real difficult one to navigate because I think, I mean, this just could be a me issue, 
but it, it I've spoken to other mums who've got girls who mm. are similar sort of age it triggers something it almost take, takes yeah. me back to being a teenager so I have to remember I'm not a teenager now I'm an adult and try and speak about things rationally because you, you're like oh well, why don't mm. they like you I wonder so it, it is a whole a whole new thing I don't know what it's going to be like with Ethan I've no idea because he's just like mm. moving along living his best life um but it is it is it is a, a strange a strange thing it's definitely a challenge and I, I think my mum handled it really really well because she would listen to me a lot so I would obviously come home and just spill my guts to her about she would always make me a cup of tea Aww. and a scone always at the end of every day and we'd just sit on the sofa and we'd watch like um what's that tv show yeah. 15 to 1 or 15 to 1 and countdown and then she would just let me talk so I would just like unload all this like that drama 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 you know more friendship stuff to her and she I don't remember her really ever saying very much back I think she was just kind of letting me and then every so often she'd interject with a kind of like oh well you know maybe it's because of this or you know maybe it's that you know she was very good at kind of letting it letting the chips fall where they may and letting me kind of figure it out and then only sort of saying something when she really felt like I needed to hear it yeah I try and do that as well and go well actually if you'd maybe but it it is it is it is difficult um yeah but you're learning aren't you when you're a teenager you're learning about the next boy and the next friend and it was just it's brutal (laughs) (laughs) it is isn't it it's a bit of a jungle I think and it (laughs) <laughs> being a teenager is absolutely brutal I think we've touched it. you I, I can guess that you are glad you're a teenager then and wouldn't want to be a teenager now is am I no. right definitely I, I just feel like I'm so glad that it, that it was in in the 90s in the early 2000s and it was that period of time because I think we were very lucky to have that um freedom like you said like you went yeah. off and were free and I felt very free definitely I was given lots of freedom and it was nice and I don't think our children will have the same um but you know they'll figure it out in their own way at their own time of life it's just different isn't it and they'll they'll work it out and they'll probably look back nostalgically on there oh yeah <laughs> remember when we had Apple iPhones <laughs> yeah do you remember when we didn't have flying cars <laughs> I mean I'm being a bit back to the future there but well, I, my dad's a shirt and there's going to be hover boots at some point. There's got to be hover boots at some point. Yeah, I think whatever era you look back, what I was talking, you know, when, so we're talking about like, you know, what, 25 years ago or whatever. In the 90s, yeah. that would have been us thinking about the 70s. Like, it's just, so, mm-hmm. it's just crazy, isn't it? Um, I do think that the children today, though, are going to have, perhaps an easier way to find their tribe. I think hopefully they won't feel that they have to wear a cute cure t-shirt to fit in maybe because they'll be able to like find people online or stuff like that role models. I hope, I hope that's the case very much. Yeah. Like they can, yeah, lots of role models, which I think is good and lots more like diverse representation that people can see. So like my kids talk to me now about like, you know, different selves for families, like they know different selves for families and it's, just part of their world and like Florence um wants to dress up as Dolly Parton for World Book Day um and she uh was thinking about wearing a wig for it and then she said oh everyone's gonna laugh at me and I said to her well what does Dolly say when people laughed at her and she's like oh well Dolly Dolly says you know it doesn't matter and you just should just be true to who oh, you are Dolly. and do what you want to do I know and I was like and that's Dolly's message and I said and look at Dolly she's really successful and she's yeah. rich and famous and she's brilliant at what she does and it's because she was 
even when people were laughing and saying she was silly and she's too much and she's over the top, she was just true to herself. And I said that to Florence, like you can take that message with you. And those role models are out there. There's loads of them for our children. So yeah, I really hope that they, lots of them feel more free and able to be who they really are a bit earlier and less of that. Yeah, pressure to to try and fit in. But we didn't have any role model. We had ladettes. Do you remember ladettes? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that ain't a role model. It was Zoe Ball, Sarah, and the, and the role model was they cut all their hair short and they got drunk. And we yes. were like, yeah, female empowerment. <laughs> female empowerment. That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. Be like a man. <laughs> I had real short hair. Yeah, be like, they, we're actually calling you a ladette. We're calling you a ladette, girls. How do you feel? And we were like, do you know what? That's great. I'll take it. I'll cut all my hair off and I'll just drink lager. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, that was it, wasn't it? And have you seen that thing online about how, um, you know, the film Father of the Bride? Yes. And like the parents in it are like meant to be in their 40s. Steve Martin. And like how they look is like, she's like wearing pearls and like a jumper. She's meant to be like 42 or something. Yeah. And, and a you think, set. yeah, like the, the role models like then, there, was, there wasn't any. Like, there, no, there, there was, you, you hit 35 and that was it. Yeah. You were in, you, oh, I do love that film though. That is a, that is a, it makes me want to wear war trainers when I got married because it's just like a cracking film. Well, Daisy, thanks so much for joining the Phone Box podcast and I will speak to you soon and uh, see you later. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. Totally loved chatting with Daisy. She's such a delight. Be sure to go and follow on social media. Uh, not only has she got books, but also she does like these fab videos on Facebook and Instagram if you're looking for some inspiration with your little kiddos. Um, and here are some fact checks with you. We need a theme tune. Somebody make one. Bum, 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 bum. Fact check. I mean, that's terrible. Okay, fact check number one is Blur versus Oasis. Blur with Country House, Oasis with Roll With It. Blur did in fact win. So I backed the winning horse um, purely because I like Damon Alburn and I liked his hair. And I actually went on to have posters of Liam Gallagher up in my bedroom. There is a little bit of, you know, a little fact for you because that is how fickle, that is how fickle teenage Emma was. Also, I didn't make it up. There was a company where tapes would come in the post and I know some of you would have been shouting at the, at, at the radio or whatever the heck you're listening to me on, on your... <laughs> gramophone I don't know the Britannia it was the Britannia music club please contact me <laughs> please direct message me but remember if, too, if you can remember the tape club and you pick tapes and you get tapes sent to your house and I think if you didn't want them you could send them back but you never sent them back so you ended up keeping them I can't remember it was seemed like a con you maybe got one free but ended up being subscribed to them for I don't know a decade <laughs> let me know please let me know and that I'm not talking rubbish. Right, guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I will be back, same time, same place, next week. Be sure to come and chat with me over on Instagram and YouTube and all those good places, Brummy Mummy of Two. I love you lots and have a truly, truly wonderful day. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.